into Saturday morning to everybody. Welcome to the Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning there, brother. Good morning to you. How you doing, Gary? Ooh, not too shabby. I obviously, as everybody has noticed, uh, you're calling in this morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Still got to put great information out for everyone. Rain or shine. (laughs) Of course. You are dedicated to your profession and your followers. Are you, I think the last time you were up in Maine, or are you on vacation again, or or it's still summer? I mean, or are you just uh, 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 home doing the show from home? Just doing the show here from the home office today. You know, unfortunately, I'm not around the corner from the recording studio, so... Again, still got to make sure, no matter what, that we put out the information that people need. So, um, you know, obviously we'll continue to put out the shows, whether I'm local right there sitting next to you or I'm um, it's a call in. You know, we're going to make sure it happens no matter what. Same information. Well, and this is why people are, uh, uh, as, because you're so dedicated to the show, this is why you have such a loyal following, because they are learning from this show greatly. Yeah, no, it's been crazy because now I go out and I actually do have, you know, feedback from people that oh, come sure. in. So, you know, when we started the show years ago, obviously it was an uphill battle, right? But, you know, I was dedicated to the opportunity to share that knowledge. Yeah. Uh, nobody else was doing it, well, right? Well, it's not but, even so much of it being an uphill battle. It's just that it takes time um, for people to... Uh, for it to click, for it to be a, a part of a routine, you know, it just it's just a matter of time. I mean, I remember um, after Brad went just in the morning show after, you know, Brad uh, was aging and, and so on and so forth. And then COVID came and his family didn't want him to because you know, of his age, come out to the, you know, to the studio. Um, you know, and eventually he got sicker and I ended up being over. It happened very organically. But it was I mean, people were still for a year. You know, was thinking, uh, when's Brad coming back? You know, I mean, and, and even though the name of the show had gotten changed and all the imaging and the announcements and so on and so forth um, had changed. But, but you know, it just takes time. It's not even so much of an uphill battle. At least I didn't find it an uphill battle. It's just time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Consistency, right? Sure. Yeah. That's what it's all about. But that's what you're all about. You're consistent. You gotta be, you know, you really have to be. And I actually saw something the other day talking about, uh, specifically about the real estate profession and, and a realtor saying that no matter what the market's doing, a real estate agent should really have the exact same things they're doing every day, whether the market's up or down. And that really resonated with me because I know we've talked about my daily routine is pretty much, you know, standard. No matter what's happening, the same people have to get called the same people have to get you know reached out to for Mm -hmm. questions concerns it doesn't matter just because you're having a bad day or the market's you know not doing great doesn't mean you put the whole to-do list on hold right it's very true you know that same thing with anything in your life it's going to take consistency persistence and whatnot and i guess we'll use that as a segue over to the home buying because right now Home buying takes a lot of persistence, (laughs) and it takes a lot of consistency when it comes to putting in offers. So I know there's been a lot of – there's just been a lot of frustration I've found, you know, as we've progressed through the year. Here we are in August, and we've progressed through the year, and obviously the interest rates haven't gone 
to the levels people have hoped, right? They've been going up, not down. So with that comes these affordability challenges and people wondering, hey, I've been trying to buy a home for six months, a year, a couple years. Am I ever going to be able to buy a home? More importantly, am I ever going to be able to afford a home? Because what I've been finding lately is that going over numbers with, with first-time home buyers, you know, maybe they got pre-approved a year ago or a couple years ago, and now they're doing it again, and the numbers are night and day, right? A mortgage payment that might have been 1800 bucks a couple years ago is now, you know, 2500 or more dollars in many cases. So it's like, that's a big shift. That's a big pill to swallow. And a lot of people are wondering, how do I not only buy a home, but how do I sustain it? I don't want to be house poor. I don't want to get into a property where I'm not going to be able to live for a long time and have to sell it in a a year because I didn't budget correctly. So I really wanted to step back for a second and, you know, address those concerns and address all of that so people can feel more comfortable because, uh, you know, I was a first time buyer years ago too, and I know what you're going through. Yeah, but I, I, you probably didn't buy at, you know, six and a half percent or six and three quarters, you know. I did, actually. My first mortgage was 7% interest Ooh. only. My wow. first mortgage, I took it out. It was October of 2007. So if you think I'm lying, go look it up. But the mortgage rates were not low then. You know, similar to now, they had been a little lower, they had popped up, but I saw a great opportunity to buy a home when a lot of other people didn't want to buy a home. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> right now. So I went and I bit the bullet on the 7% mortgage rate because the payment was affordable. Uh, that's what I was looking at. And I knew from my experience, just at that time, only about three to four years in the industry, but I knew from my experience with other home buyers and homeowners, I knew that this 7% is just temporary. And lo and behold, Three and a half years later, I refinanced my seven percent down to three percent. Yeah, but that's because okay, point oh. That's because of COVID. We don't want another COVID. No, it wasn't because so. of COVID, Gary. I refinanced it in twenty ten. Oh, twenty ten. Oh, oh. So you keep going back to this recent. No, no, no. This real estate stuff is cyclical. Yeah, you may only remember the last five years. But I've been doing real estate over 20 years. I've been in mortgage over 20 years. So I've seen the ups and downs. And, like, what we're seeing now is not different. It's not like uh, we've been here before. Okay? So do you see be back again. Do you see interest rates going down anytime soon? Or I won't even say this year. Let's say in the next year or two. I absolutely do, just based on the economics and the math. And we've talked about this on, you know, show after show. It just hasn't happened yet. But, you know, mortgage rates are driven by inflation. Uh, Inflation has been coming down. Like, look at the actual numbers. Look at the reports coming out. And the inflation rate is coming down. It's lower now than it was six months ago. Well, then why the Fed's raise? Why did the Fed raise it a quarter well, percent? Well, I mean, why does the Fed do a lot of stupid things, right? Because the Fed is, is uh, as Barry Habib says, the Fed is driving through the rearview mirror, okay? So they're literally driving down the road looking in the rearview mirror because they go on all old stuff, whereas they should be looking at current, what's going on today. So in every single instance, the Fed overdoes it. Like, look at every single Fed tightening cycle. They always overdo it. This time is no different. So to answer your question, yeah, rates are going to come down. I don't know when, but they're going to because inflation's coming down. So unless we see inflation continue to go out of control, that's the only way I see mortgage rates continuing that upward trajectory. You know, we might stay in this range. Right now we're in a range of 
around, you know, depending on the program, averages between 7 and 8% right now on mortgages. Ooh. I would say 8% closer to the low credit. And if you're higher credit, 700 plus, you're probably closer to that low sevens, high sixes on a good day. We might stay in this range for the next six or eight months, you know. That's actually normal. Mortgage rates, you know, they don't usually go up and down like this in a crazy way. It's just we're in uncharted territory from that standpoint. We haven't seen this sort of volatility since COVID, I'll tell you that. But, you know, step back and look, and we will get there. You just got to be patient. But don't wait for the rates to come down to buy the home because, like we've said, everyone else is doing that. And what do you think is going to happen to the prices if we see the rates back down at 5 5.5%? The home is going to go up. The price of the home is going to go up. I mean, so you could, and you can always, like you said, you you buy the house now, you get the house you want, you can always uh, refinance it next year, or the year after, right? I mean, you, you can refinance after a year, right? If you, if- you could refinance after a couple months in some cases, you know, but generally six to 12 months is kind of the timeline we'll be looking at refinancing. Uh, but a lot of first time home buyers don't. They don't realize that. They think the 30-year mortgage is going to be this super long-term thing. Ask someone who bought a house in 2018 or 2019. Ask them how long they kept their mortgage. Because my clients, they were in those mortgages less than 18 months in most cases. That's great. Doing at least one to two refinances, as you said, during COVID when the opportunity presented itself. Whereas people that bought a home last year, they Mm -hmm. might not be looking at refi opportunities just yet, but it's coming. So maybe you should explain why sustainable housing budgeting is especially important for first time or even some move up home buyers in today's market. Yeah, so I've had a lot of people that have been coming to me and their number one concern is the mortgage payment. They don't care about the interest rates and yet yeah, drives that, but it's what's my total mortgage payment going to be right now? You're spending a certain amount in rent. And you're going to be spending a certain amount on a mortgage. In the state of Connecticut, right now, it's not realistic to have a lower mortgage than you had in rent. Does that happen? Yes, but it's not realistic. If you wanted that, you should have bought a home in 2017 or 2018. That's when you could have had a lower mortgage than what you'd be paying in rent right now. So, you know, given where we're at, people need that sustainable budgeting because it's not just about, can I afford this for six months? Home ownership is a long-term thing. And even though we hope and pray the rates are going to come down, all my clients are prepared to keep that mortgage for at least a couple of years. Okay. So one of the main items that I wanted to address is the student loan repayments restarting. A lot of first-time home buyers are having their student loan repayments start up again when they haven't had to make payments for several years due to the COVID things that were going on with student loans. So that's what's creating this affordability crunch is not only are the mortgage rates up, the mortgage payments are up, but now all of a sudden debt you may not have been dealing with for years is now rearing its ugly head again. Now maybe you have another 100, 200, 500 or more a month go into student loan payments And then on top of that, inflation, right? Inflation all over the economy, gas, groceries, literally anything that you want is more today than it was a year ago, other than maybe electronic or TVs. That's the only thing I've seen go down. I was at the store the other day at at, uh, Target and saw like a 65-inch TV for 800 bucks. I know when I bought a couple years ago, that was several thousand dollars. So we are seeing a little bit of deflation on that side, but in most of the things that we buy every day, the consumer goods, the household goods, we've seen inflation go up significantly. It's a heck of a lot more than 
three or five or eight percent. You know, it's double digit. So that's huge. Um, Foreclosure prevention. Nobody wants to foreclose. People know or heard of people that bought a home you know, years back, maybe in the early 2000s, and ended up getting foreclosed on. So by having sustainable budgeting and making sure your home cost fits into your budget, it's going to prevent foreclosure, and it's going to make sure that you've got the entire process under your wing, right? So it's more than just a mortgage payment. It's utilities, home repairs, home maintenance. And if you're in a condo or townhome, you got to remember you have that monthly HOA due that could be anywhere from, you know, a hundred to a couple hundred dollars a month. So we start adding all that up. It's very important you budget because a lot of people just look at it as my mortgage payment and I'm done, but it's more than that. All right. So then what would you say the key factors should potential home buyers consider when determining a budget for their new home? All right. So when you're looking at your budget, what you want to be really focusing on as a home buyer is going to be your existing net income. So when mortgage lenders look at your income, we're going to be looking at your gross income before taxes, before deductions to qualify for you you for the loan. But when you are looking at your actual budget, you can't spend gross money. You're spending the net dollars that hit your bank account. So you want to look at how much do you have coming in on a monthly basis or weekly or biweekly after all deductions, what's hitting your bank account, how much of that's going out in debt payments, student loans, credit card debt, personal loans, anything that you have a monthly obligation for that's debt, you need to factor that in. And also you need to consider your desired lifestyle. Some people say, hey, if I buy that dream home, I'm going to pinch every penny and I'm not going to go out to eat as much. I'm not going to do this or that. Maybe you don't have to commute to work uh, as much if you've got the home office, right? So there's different things that you can factor into your desired lifestyle that are going to affect your budget for your new home. And as I said earlier, you need to understand the other expenses on a home besides the actual mortgage principal and interest like the property taxes, the home insurance, the utilities, the home maintenance, and ultimately the repairs that you're going to have to get on the home, especially if you buy an older home, you really want to be prepared for the repairs. And this is a huge thing in Connecticut because the majority of our housing stock was built in the early to mid-1900s. So we have a lot of homes here that are for sale that people are offering good deals However, when you get down to it, there are repairs that need to be made. And if you get into that and you don't have extra money budgeted for it and you're not prepared the way we're talking about, then you're going to have that rude awakening because you're sure. end up – I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to end up going into deep debt because I've seen clients go through this before, and that's the solution is we got to fix the furnace. We don't have the money, so we borrow the money. And unfortunately, that's not the way to create sustainable homeownership. That's the way to financial ruin. You know, I've seen these things online, these these uh, mortgage calculators. How can prospective buyers then accurately estimate their monthly housing costs beyond beyond right. the mortgage payment itself? Right. Well, definitely. Well, first, to address what you said about the mortgage payment part, we got to at least start with that as the foundation because – you know, people are going on and doing a mortgage calculator online, and it's not right. I've never <laughs> seen one that's right. There's so many different loan programs. There's so many different variables. And, like, certain days of the week, you might look and get a rate quote at 10 a.m., 
And by 4 p.m., that rate is a quarter point higher. And that may sound crazy to you. That's the environment we're in. That's why you got to work with a knowledgeable mortgage advisor and a realtor because they're going to really be able to help you understand the cost beyond the mortgage, especially the real estate agent, because they know the area and the price range and what it entails to live in a home, right? So they'll be able to get that information from you like, what is the monthly utility cost on this home? How much is the home insurance on this home? These are things that usually you don't get into until like you're halfway in the process, but if you can be diligent up front and working with a really good agent up front, they can help get you homeowner's insurance quotes, tax certifications. They can get you those utility bills to see what are the ongoing costs or issues. And you also, as I said, you want to make sure you pay attention to upcoming or potential future repairs. These are going to be noted generally in the home inspection report if you're getting a home inspection and or the appraisal report. So you want to pay attention to that because generally a home inspection, they're going to tell you, hey, this roof needs to be redone in the next five years. Hey, that hot water heater's on the way out. You better be ready, you know, budget for it. That's the whole purpose of investing in a home inspection is to know what you're buying in the case of a home, biggest purchase of your life, it's worth that five, seven, eight hundred dollars for that home inspection because it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars to repair something. Right? Would you rather know now or after you buy the house? Right. No, you're absolutely right. So, uh, by the way, folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can reach Rob very easily. Uh, we'll start with this website. Doesn't get any easier than this. RobGW.com. And you can call him at 860-413-3938. I'm going to repeat all of that, and I'm going to include an email address more towards the end of the show. Rob, what advice do you have for home buyers to, I don't know, like strike the right balance between their desired home and a more realistic, sustainable budget? Yeah, so you really have to set realistic expectations. I've just seen so many, so many now that are trying to buy their dream home as their first home. It's really, really rare to do that. And, and I know how good that might feel to be able to get right out of the gate, you know, and buy that beautiful home that you're going to live in for the next 20, 30 years. But that's very rare, like I said. So Set realistic expectations based on what you can actually afford. Otherwise, you're going to be devastated. Don't try to stretch and get your dream home on your first home because you, again, are going to get in over your head. You're going to make emotional decisions, not logical, and that's a dangerous place to be with your finances. What you want to do, and the advice that I would give a home buyer right now to strike that balance, is to find a lower-priced home in the, you know, towards the bottom of your price range. That'll give you the ability to do improvements over time as your budget allows. So a lot of the time what you'll find right now is that the homes that are in the lower price ranges or what I call the first-time buyer price ranges, generally in Connecticut right now, that's going to put you anywhere between you know, 250000 to about 400000 That's what I'm seeing as the general like low end of the first-time buyer price ranges. If you can get a property on that lower end, then you're going to see that it's usually going to need a little bit of work. Maybe it's going to need some paint. Maybe it's going to need new floors. But if you can just get in there and get your head laying on the pillow every night, 
then maybe six months from now you can paint, right? Right, right? Maybe a year from now you can redo the floors. Maybe two years from now you'll have enough money to do the entire bathroom remodel that you were dreaming of but didn't have the money for right now. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew. And I'll tell you my first home I was talking about earlier, like my first home was great, but it's about half the size of the home I live in now, you know, 15 years, 17 years later. So it's like you're going to move up over time, especially the younger you are, the more you should be focused on really getting that starter home. And don't be embarrassed of that. That's the home that's going to build you the equity, and it's going to allow you to move up to the bigger home and bigger home to ultimately you will have that dream home. It just might take two or three steps instead of one. You know, I've heard you mention a few times, including just a little while ago on this show, about being house poor. Could you elaborate on that concept and how buyers can avoid falling into that situation? Well, I will tell you, house poor is a bad situation to be in. And what house poor means is that a significant part of your monthly budget is going to housing. Um, I would characterize it as if you've got more than like 40% of your net income going to housing, you are absolutely house poor, whether you believe it or not. It's going to make it so that you're not able to save and you're not able to invest. And if you're like most first-time buyers, you might be in your, you know, 20s or 30s and you're trying to really get your finances jump-started for the future. Well, if you take on a mortgage payment or a property that's not going to give you financial flexibility, you're going to give up the ability to max out your 401k. You're going to give up the ability to save money to allow you to buy another property or invest in, you know, other opportunities. So that's the big thing behind being house poor. It's just not sustainable. And it's one year, one mistake away or one emergency away from everything, you know, the the house of cards collapsing, I should say. Mm. You want to try to keep the mortgage payments under a reasonable percentage of your net income. Again, everyone's different. Um, everyone has different deductions, right? You need to see what's going to work for you. But generally, like on the mortgage side, you know, we have loan programs that will go up to a 50, 55% debt ratio. That means that the mortgage can, and all of your debt combined with the new mortgage payment can go up to 55, even 57% on an FHA loan. Uh, VA allows even more. Just because the loans will allow you to go to that doesn't mean that you should right? So you need to be very careful yourself to know what expenses do you have coming. For example, you have a, maybe a child coming. You're going to need to budget for that. If you are buying a home that's going to need those repairs or or whatnot, you need to budget for that. Mm -hmm. So biting off more than you can chew is going to put you in the poorhouse for sure. And you just end up needing to literally sell everything else that you have just to keep the house afloat. It never ends well, Gary. It never ends well. So in, in 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 a market with rising interest rates, can how can a buyer plan for potential changes in their mortgage payments over a period of time. Right. So you want to understand as a home buyer that mortgage rates fluctuate on an ongoing basis. Look at it like the stock market. Okay. If you go and look up what the, uh, what the Microsoft stock price was a week ago, 
Is it going to be different today? Yes or no? More than likely, yes. Absolutely. There's almost no probability it's going to be exactly the same as it was a week ago, let alone a month or a year ago. So realize that mortgage rates are very uh, are ongoing changing as well, and you are very likely going to have a refinance opportunity in the next couple years. If we look at the last time that the rates I would say that I've seen the rates skyrocketed out of control like a lot of people go back to the you know, 80s and late 70s. And when the rates went up to double digit levels at that time, within a couple of years, they came right back down. And the numbers are the rates skyrocketed up to about 18, 19%. And within 24 months, they were down at 11%. Okay, so kind of do the math on that. We're not going to that levels, but it gives you an idea of the indication that we should have some sort of opportunity in a couple of years. If it happens in eight months, great. If it takes three years, that's okay, too, but it's going to happen. So what this is going to give you as far as an impact on your budget is it's going to bring down your payments on your mortgage. It's going to bring down specifically the idea to bring down the interest payment on your mortgage. Then you can use the extra money in your budget to either fund savings, add money to retirement, save, you know, do whatever you want with it. But something that I want to instill in you is if you have a budget that's been working for you and you go and refinance, Rather than lowering your payment hundreds of dollars a month, why not just keep the same payment you're making now and pay off your home a lot quicker? Because when you can combine that strategy with the lower interest, you're going to hit a home run, and now you're really going to be out of debt a lot quicker because you're not putting that money in your back pocket. You're putting it in your home, right? You're putting it on the mortgage principal. So that's a huge one. The last thing I want to say on this as far as planning with the higher interest rates Explore alternatives right now. There are some little-known programs such as 2-1 buy-downs, seller concessions, and paying extra points to keep the rates lower up front. In many cases, it doesn't make sense, but it's absolutely worth exploring, especially if you have the ability to get money from the seller towards closing to maybe pay down or buy down the interest rate. Um, there's some great options for that that weren't even talked about a couple years ago, and now they're being talked about constantly, right? So working with that advisor that can show you those different options is big because that's going to give you the ability to get in with a lower payment, and then when your payment drops in the future, it's just the cherry on top, right? What role – oh, I only got – geez, I only have about a minute. I was just going to ask you, what role does the down payment, the down payment play in sustaining – housing budgeting, you know, and, and, and there are creative ways maybe to save for it, but I only have one minute. Okay, so higher down payment means that you'll have less money to actually have available to repair the home, pay utilities and other expenses. So keep that in mind. We want to strike a balance between the mortgage payment being, you know, affordable and using up all your money. You don't want to get into the house with $3 in your bank account. Unfortunately, (laughs) that's very common. It really is. So look at, would you be better off maybe putting less down and paying off debt? Would you be better off maybe paying less down and having that money for repairs or remodel? There are lower no money down options, but just understand they come at the price of a higher payment. And sometimes they come at the price of also the higher interest. So very, very important to keep in mind. Okay, folks, you've been listening to Mortgage Matters radio show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. If you'd like more information on this topic or all of the others that we discuss on this show every weekend, simply head on over to www.robgw.com. If you'd like to send 
an email to us for the purposes of this show and getting your questions answered, uh, simply email us at Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. If you'd like to schedule a consultation with Rob, that's easy to do. Just simply call him at 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next weekend, have a good one, everybody. So long.